Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello and welcome back to the bonus episode of What We Said Podcast. My name is Chelsea. Hello, I'm JC. And today we're going to do a little advice column. You guys always ask for our advice because we are probably the most knowledgeable people on the internet. So get ready for some hard-hitting life advice. We are going to start doing these advice column episodes every end of the month Friday, last Friday of the month. Um, We wanted to incorporate a bonus episode into our podcast and we feel like it would be fun to kind of keep it consistent and to be able to connect more with you guys. So Every last Friday of the month, we're going to be doing these little advice Q&A type of things where you guys can write in anything you're struggling with or you want advice on. We'll give you a life update. We'll answer your questions. And I think it'll be a fun way to, to end off every month. Yeah, um, I agree. Send your your advice, things things that you need advice on, send them to hello at what we said podcast.com. Definitely make them juicy. We're, we're here to answer anything. We're going to talk about anything under the sun. And everything. We were trying to think of what to talk about in the intro of this podcast before we get into the advice, and we don't really have any life updates for you. Well, we have one. Same old, same old. We we have one update, and that is that we launched our third round of our Balance Boss course, which, if you don't know what that is, it's a health and business course all about turning your dreams into reality. We have lots of advice. If you want to know more about the course, we actually have an episode that we posted a while ago. I don't remember. Do you remember what it was called? I think it was called How to Be a Balanced Boss. Yeah. um, You can go listen to that, and we go into a lot of detail about the course. And every time we've done it, like we said, this is our third round doing the same curriculum, and it gets better and better each time, and we're very excited. And there are still spots left. Well, we don't know that when this goes up. But maybe. We're just assuming. We're, we're going to assume for your guys' sake that you guys still have time to sign up for the Balance Boss course. It's a four-week live training teaching you how to use tools and the things that we talk about so that you can implement these tools to get your health and business goals and turn them into a reality because we know how hard that can be. And that's obviously something we talk about on this podcast a lot is motivation and getting clear about your goals and staying positive and, you know, the law of attraction and how to use all of those things, like we said, these tools and implement them to achieve those goals. So yeah. Some people have asked like, what's the difference between your, you talk about these kind of things on your podcast. So why would I sign up for the course kind of thing? Like what's the difference? And the difference is that first of all, you're committing to yourself to show up for something every Monday and Friday for a month. 
which is a commitment. And that's what makes it like an investment in yourself. And it's also different because we're diving really deep into each topic and we're giving very tangible things as well. Yeah. Very personal experience, tangible, like recommendations for you guys. We have recommendations every single week, um, on Mondays. And we also do like a Q and a at the end of every Monday session. So it's very, it's a lot more intimate and personal and you guys get a lot more attention and like personal advice. Definitely. And think about if you show up every Monday and Friday for a month, how much your confidence in yourself and you do all the recommendations and you're sticking with everything after that month, your confidence in yourself will grow tremendously because it does for us at least like, yeah, because obviously when you pay for something, you're committing to show up and actually listen and implement what we talk about. And we're also, when you pay us, we're also committing to you guys that we're going to show up and give you the best valuable insight. Yeah. And valuable information that we possibly can. And it's just a great community to be a part of anyways, with all of the girls who have already signed up for this course, girls who have taken the course before. It's like, an amazing community we did not have anything to do with. Basically, they have just cultivated like, it on their own. Totally. And it's fantastic. So, so very excited about that. Go to our Instagram. It's at Balanced Boss Co. And you guys can find the website and like more about the course and stuff. If you're interested, go check it out. Not sure if there still be spots, but we're, we're going to hope that there is. And if there are, the course literally starts in three days. So get your spot now if, yeah. if there are spots available to get. Um, yeah, we don't really have much of a life update. We've just been chilling. We've been hanging out. We've been making TikToks as normal. We're still on our grind. And that's about it. Yes, that's really about it. I, I feel like when I was thinking about updates, I could not think of one interesting thing that's I happened I have a to little me. bit of an interesting thing. Okay. Um, JC and Leif and me and Nick have been playing pickleball last couple weekends together on Saturdays. Pickleball is so fun. Do you think it's fun? I think it's so fun. Yeah, I love it. It's been fun because the weather has been great here lately. It's been a little warm, but coming from Arizona, we cannot complain. So that's been a fun little activity we've been doing. If you haven't played pickleball, you need to go play. It's fun. We've been playing pickleball and then we usually do brunch or whatever after. And Mm -hmm. it's a great, it's a fun little weekend tradition. I'm liking it. Totally. Let's keep it up. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to jump into your guys' advice. Guys's. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go first? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Hi, ladies. This is a long one, so sorry in advance. I'll make it as short as possible. So this time last year, summer of 2019, my husband was having a sexual affair that lasted three <gasps> weeks. He did not tell me about it until April of 2020. So this was a year ago, and then he didn't tell her until a few months ago. Despite me asking him several times before, oh. he told me how hard it was to tell me, and every time I asked, he just choked up, which I couldn't imagine having to tell your pregnant wife <gasps> yes, I was pregnant at the time. Um, I wanted to also note that he never once made me question him in that way. So me asking him about something like that is not normal in our relationship. Your gut instinct is too real. We are working through it now. I haven't told anyone except for two close friends because I don't want people in, that know me or us to be involved, especially family. Anyway, it's been several months and I know healing and working through this trauma is not linear, but sometimes I catch myself overthinking and making up these crazy stories and simply giving myself anxiety over everything that happened. I think it does not help that it took him so long to get it out. I'm constantly asking, is there anything else I need to know? My question, I guess, is how can I lessen my overthinking and stop bringing negativity into my headspace? Ways to cope with this kind of trauma? I know you probably don't have any experience with this, but I like to hear outsiders' perspectives and you girls are so knowledgeable with radiating positivity. Thank you for taking your time to read this. Love you guys. You're the best. Oh my gosh. I cannot imagine yeah. the, the emotions because especially because you're pregnant. 
Oh man. Okay. Here's the thing. It's like with, again, like, like you were saying, or like she was saying, we don't have experience with this. So obviously we can't even be like, this is what you need to do. Yeah. But just from our point of view, from an outsider's perspective. So in our daily stoic this week, what the topic was, which I was very happy about because it's so relevant to today. And I think it will apply to this is basically how the Stoics have always tried to live their life day to day and stop worrying about, you know, any kind of news that they get. So that means they were saying a long time ago, they didn't even have as much news as we have now, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, we're like bombarded with emails, texts, like so much information. And, um, so they were saying like, can you even imagine the Stoics, how they would feel nowadays when it's like, oh my gosh, we're just bombarded with this. And basically as a Stoic, somebody who, you know, wants to just make the world a better place by making, you know, by doing the right thing all the time and staying calm and understanding and, um, I feel like just be peaceful all around. And not being reactive is a huge part of it. Totally. And I think I was so grateful for this little lesson that, or it's just a little page of a couple excerpts, but um, they're saying, if you react and you give that, you know, bit of news so much of your energy, it's hard to move forward. So with something as, you know, dramatic as this and so personal as this, I can't just say like, just take the news and just keep on going. But truthfully, no matter what it is, because they were saying even tragedies, like even, you know, getting the news that someone has passed or getting, you know, whatever news it may be, something tragic, you still have a life to live and you still have to kind of go through each day moment and take it moment by moment. And I think a big thing is not judging yourself for how you feel about it. Like, obviously you're very hurt and it's not, it's okay to feel hurt and noticing those feelings without judging whether they're bad or good. Even if you have feelings about him, you know, like you were saying, like questioning him multiple times, because when someone does break your trust, I've experienced that. It's like, it's so hard to believe everything that they say. It's like, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to know that you even saying that you did something very small has, it's not even bad or good. It's just like, I just don't trust it. Right. You know? So then all of a sudden you question everything, but you don't want that to ruin your life. Like you can only do what you can control and trying to be as clear with your communication. That's the only thing you can control. And you can ask him, but you can't change the way that he is or how he communicates. And so doing the best with what you have is really your only option. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts about this. I feel like, I don't know if you've gone to therapy or talked to someone, you know, like oh, a yeah, counselor, definitely therapy. <laughs> but I was going to say, I feel like that could be very helpful in a situation like this because I don't blame you for not wanting your family involved or most friends. It's like, that's completely respectable and normal that you don't want to get people involved in this situation that's so personal to you. And you don't, you kind of don't want unsolicited advice. It's like, when I want your critique, I'll ask. Yeah. (laughs) So I think like talking to an unbiased person or a professional that can really help you. And like, I feel like that will make you feel really heard and maybe give you tools to cope with it. I've never experienced something like this. So it is hard to give advice on something that is so traumatic and personal. But I also want to say this, and I am by no means saying that you should not stay with him at all. Like I think every situation is meant to be handled differently. And there are a lot of people that go through this and totally make it through and come out really, really strong. But something that I've been thinking about a lot recently is people are in relationships that they don't want to be in, especially marriages. It's like, 
it just makes me feel so sick that some people don't understand that they're like in control of their own life. And I'm not saying, again, I'm just speaking what like I'm thinking right now. I'm not saying you should leave him or anything like that because I think that you totally can work through this. But also, I just want you to know that you're in charge of your own life and whatever route that is, you get to decide how your life goes. Mm-hmm. And and this goes for anyone who is like in, actually, I think we get more into um, like more of a toxic relationship later on in the um, advice. So maybe we'll talk about that then. But I just want you guys to know especially as women, it's like, you have the power to change your life. You have the power to, I don't want to say control it completely, but it's like, you can get out of a situation if you just don't feel happy. Yeah. 100%. And I think especially, again, we don't know you personally. So this is not us judging you by any means. Again, just an outside perspective. When you stay, when people stay together for the kids, and I don't know if you have other kids or this was your first child or whatever, but a big reason people don't, you know, get a divorce or whatever and then they try and work it out when, you know, maybe the odds are against them is because they have kids, but you'll actually do a lot more trauma to them sometimes when you are unhappy with each other and you're mm-hmm. constantly fighting and like you're constantly, you know, you don't trust each other. If you never trust each other, they're going to see that and they're going to think that's what a relationship is instead of, you know, seeing you, you know, each individually happy on your own. Again, not saying you have to get a divorce. Also, going back to the, you have control over yourself and not control over other people and what they do. You have the choice to do whatever is the best for you. So if you, if you do choose to stay and work it out and you guys start to, you know, have better communication and all that good stuff. And, and, um, he's starting to be more honest and whatever, make sure you give people the chance to grow because sometimes when they do, you know, break your trust, they almost feel like in some cases, unless, you know, they're just going to be a a serial liar and whatever. Yeah. But when it's like a mistake and they know and they feel bad and they want to change, giving them the room to change is so powerful. And you don't, I'm not saying you have to give them the power to change with being with them. You can, you know, separate, go your different ways and still do it. But allowing them the space to grow and not being constantly accusing them. Because when you're being constantly accused of something, your motivation to prove yourself is just like turns into bitterness. Yeah. And so then that's where you guys start to pull further and further apart. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Really quick side note on what you just said about like staying in a relationship that you're not necessarily happy in. In the book I was reading called Untamed by Glennon Doyle, she talks about this a lot. And she actually had a, like her husband was unfaithful to her and she was trying to stay in it. And same thing. She, she kept saying, and again, we don't know if this is your situation, but she was saying, I'm staying for the kids. I'm staying for the kids. And then she said she was putting her daughter to bed one night and she realized like, I'm staying in this relationship, in this marriage for my daughter but would I ever want this kind of marriage for her? And she was like, that's when I just realized it's like, no, like I don't even want to live this life. Like I would rather my kids see me happy and independent and doing, you know what I mean? Than Mm -hmm. like just, she's like, I don't want to teach my kid. Oh, you just stay even if you're unhappy. Yeah. So I thought that was like a really good point. I like that. Okay. Moving on. Hey gals, I first want to say how much I love your podcast. Tuesdays used to be the hardest days for me as I would dance eight to 10 hours a day. And this podcast got me through. Wow. wow. On TikTok? <laughs> okay, so I've liked this guy since seventh grade and he is the type of guy that every girl has liked at one point. The weird thing is that I've always felt a connection with him. They, let's call him Brad. 
a little backstory is that I'm kind of known for being able to pick up vibes from people and predict things that are going to happen. My friends joke around and say that I'm psychic. Well, with Brad, I've had numerous situations where I believe that he likes me. For example, I caught him looking at me through a classroom window in the middle of a class and other stuff like that. I want Joe from you. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, he does follow me around the supermarket. I want to go after him, but he's so popular. And even though I'm not unpopular, I'm just not in the same circle as friend, of friends as him. I was terrified of talking and hanging out with him, even though we actually kissed a few months ago. Okay. What? Okay. So that this is- ain't adding up, I'm like, I don't think you're a psychic. I think, <laughs> I think you he kissed you. <laughs> um, crazy story for another time. A week or so before he left on his mission, I actually ended up texting him asking if he wanted to go on a date. I know super bad timing, but better late than never, right? Brad seemed super excited and interested, but he couldn't fit it into his busy schedule. I totally understood because he was leaving and had so many family things, but now I'm left still thinking of him. He said he would love to do something after his mission, which is in two years. Should I email him on his mission every once in a while or just let the whole thing go? SOS. Wow. Lots to unpack here. Yeah, lots to unpack here. Obviously, he did have interest in you before. Mm -hmm. Um, But then why is he saying he doesn't have time with his schedule? Well, because he was leaving on his mission in a week. I know, but I feel like if if guys want to make time, they'll make time. Sometimes. Most of the times I would agree with you, but I feel like the week before you're going on a mission, it's like actually actually so busy. It's actually not ideal to to like be going. Like he's probably like, if he does like you at all, he's probably like, uh, that sounds horrible to like catch yeah. feelings and then leave two days later out of the country or wherever totally. he's going. And I'm not saying he's obsessed with her and her only, but maybe he does kind of like her and he's like, oh, I definitely want to like leave this on a good note and like mm-hmm. let her know. But obviously he's also not going to be in a huge, I know from my brothers who have like gone on missions and it's like the last thing on their mind the week before is like going on dates. It's like, oh, I totally. Really, there's really no point. But in terms of writing him, no harm, you know, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, there's really nothing wrong with writing them every once in a while, you know? Keep them... <laughs> keep them wanting more. <laughs> like, keep them around, wrapped around your finger. No, but make sure that you're... If you really do like him and you see it happening, you know, when he gets home, the perfect way to be is just casual. Don't mm-hmm. just forget about him completely if you really do like him. You know, you could be great friends, but definitely write him and be like, hey, thinking about you, how are you? You know, ask him about his mission and all that fun stuff. And... Who knows? You got two years. Go, by no means wait for him. Go date around and have the best two years of your life. But if it's meant to be, it'll be. Exactly. Please let us know what happens in two years. I say no harm in writing him. I think it's fun to write a missionary. Yeah. Like, oh my God, trust me. I've had experience. (laughs) No, it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. Go for it. Okay. Hey ladies, I'm in desperate need of help. Well, boy help to be exact. There's this guy I've gone on one date with and we hit it off immediately. Only downside is he's living in California for the rest of the summer and then he lives in Utah for school. When I say I've never had such an amazing connection with someone, I mean it. We snap, text, FaceTime, and call just about every day and honestly things are going so great. But I'm in Arizona and he's in Utah and only comes down for holidays, etc. I don't want to waste my time or his, but I really think this could turn into something great. He also could be playing me. So that's always a risk. Honestly, I'm not sure what I need advice on, but I really could just use a little insight on what to do. Thank you loves for all of your amazing content you put out on your socials. I've never felt so connected to people I've never met. I seriously love you girls. Keep up the amazing work, entertaining and inspiring thousands of people. Wow. That's very, very kind. Wait, what was the question? Um, not really one question. She was just saying basically that she has an amazing connection with this guy, but basically it's going to be long distance. And she's like, I don't want to waste his time. Like, or he could be playing me. She's like, I, I don't even know what I need advice on. I just don't yeah. even know what to do. Okay. I Here's the thing. I feel like I know that people, I've never really had a long distance relationship, but I kind of feel like if you have an amazing connection with someone and you live one state away, 
I'm like, find me an issue. It's not a mean? problem. Like finding me an issue and going and seeing them. Yeah. Like, well, they're like, oh, I just don't know what to do. I feel like I can't make it work. I'm like, from one state away, that's not hard to make it work. Yeah. In my opinion. See, yeah. You can, you can definitely, well, maybe not now, maybe because it's like harder to travel and stuff like that. But well, I'm like, if this is, you've, you've said you've never had an, such an amazing connection with someone. It's like, if this is your soulmate, we're not just going to say no to that because he lives one state away. Yeah. I think the the thing here is getting clear communication from him because if you're not sure if he's playing you or not, there's a problem there. Like yeah, he hasn't concerning. committed to, you're not boyfriend and girlfriend. No. So if you were boyfriend and girlfriend and madly in love, it'd be like, what's the problem? Like, you know, if, if you really think it's going to work out, you can make it work. I think you need to travel to each other a few times, catch a vibe. Yeah. And if it's going great, let's go for it. But also at the same time, if it's because you guys have like completely different life plans and, and that like is in different places, but then in like four years, it's like, well, maybe we'll come back. You'll find a way to each other. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't have to rush into it and like change your whole life plan for him by no means. Um, but you know, just keep it going. Talk to him. If you, if you like where you're at right now, great. If you want to take it a step for, further, be like, Hey, we talk all the time. I need to know if you're playing me or not. Like, do you have these feelings for me? If so, I want to come visit you in two weeks. I, I read this caption the other day on Instagram that was basically saying when you meet your husband, you know, the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with, like, you aren't really that confused. Like, you pretty much know how they feel about you and, like, there shouldn't be any games. And I'm like, I completely agree. Maybe not at the very, very beginning because everyone plays a little bit of games or it's like, oh, you don't want to text them too much and annoy them and, like, things like that. But it's like once you get to a point where you're kind of, like you said, you're talking every single day, mm-hmm. I feel like now would be a good time to be like, okay, what are we we like? Where are we at? And it's like, if you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if he's really the one for you, I mean, me and life broke up. It's like, I'm not saying we had a perfect trajectory, but it's like, we were always very honest with each other. The reason that we broke up was because he still wasn't over his ex. And he was honest about that with me, which was great. And then Mm -hmm. we could come back stronger, but it's like, you just, like you said, you need good communication and you need honest communication. And if you don't feel comfortable asking, I feel like that's almost concerning. Because it's like, yeah. I was never scared to ask life, like, what are we? What are we? Like, where are you at with that? Because I know we were so comfortable together and I knew he'd be honest with me. So yeah. it's like not. But, but you have to understand people have different personalities as well. Like, the, especially when you get two people who are not so clear, like in general, that's a recipe for disaster. But it doesn't mean that they're like a bad match. It just means that they have to work on communication. Like they have to work on being upfront and clear. Cause I feel like you by nature are a very like upfront, clear person, like all the time. Well, I agree. But I'm saying, what I'm saying is if he's making you feel insecure to even ask, that's a problem. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. Like he, even if he's not the most clear person or you're not the most clear, you should never be scared to ask someone like, Oh, how are you feeling? And if you're like, Oh, I just feel like that would be weird. Then it's like, well, shouldn't you feel comfortable with the person you like are going to maybe start dating in two seconds? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I see what you, I see what you're saying. I get you. I think communication is key. No, definitely. I'm not just, saying you have to be perfect at it. Yeah. But. Just bringing it up and asking him. Because sometimes he might just literally not think about it. Like, I'm like, guys are dumb. But literally, yeah. it's like sometimes guys just don't like, they could really like you and literally want to marry you, but they're just not going out of their way. They're not like a hopeless romantic that's like, fly to me. Like, yeah, true. You know? So you just have to ask. You have to be upfront. And if you do have to ask. And some girls, well, the reason I say this is some girls are just like so... I'm not going to say like insecure, but they're so unsure. It's like sometimes when when a guy likes a girl, you're like, they like you. Like, are you dumb? Like, can't yeah. you see it? And they're like, no, I literally had no idea he liked me. It's like some people just don't know. So yeah. it's like for the most part, I feel like you can tell if someone has a crush on you or they like you. And it's like 
sometimes people just genuinely don't know, even though everyone else can see it. Like, he yeah, definitely likes you. I don't know. Again, just be clear just about it. Just the worst advice ever. We just went in circles for 10 minutes. <gasps> Sorry, sis. Keep us updated. <laughs> Let us know. She's like, I was so confused. I stopped talking <laughs> yeah. to her. I lost my soulmate. Cool. <laughs> okay. Um... First of all, I love you ladies and your podcast so, so much. You inspire me and give the best recommendations and advice, clearly. (laughs) So here's the tea. I have a boyfriend who I've been dating for almost three years now. It is his sophomore year of college this fall, and it will be my freshman year. He goes to school about 40 40 minutes. (laughs) Oh, wow. 45 minutes away from where I will be, which I am pumped for because last year we were two and a half hours away. He will be in an apartment with his best friend. We're both Christian, but he's a little more adventurous than me, TBH. Super scared girl here. We decided to wait until marriage to do the deed, but he keeps talking about me coming and spending the night with him at school on some weekends. He always sounds so excited about the possibility, no matter how many times I beat around the bush of saying, I am not all that comfortable with the idea. How do I tell him I don't feel comfortable with that without sounding so rude and be hurting his feelings? I usually can handle his being more comfortable than me with certain temporary boundaries, but spending the night just seems so big. Thanks, girls. I have one piece of advice for you, girl. <laughs> if you're not comfortable with it, don't do it and make it very clear to them. Like, yes. Again, sometimes boys are hard-headed and they like don't get things through, I'm like through their thick skulls. <laughs> <laughs> but you just have to like be very clear and be like, I don't feel comfortable because I feel like that's a recipe for, you know, doing something that we have both decided we're not going to do, you know, that's very tempting. You can even flatter him a little bit and be like, it would be way too hard for me to like, I can't resist you, babe. Literally. So, and then he's like, oh man. And you know, tease him a little bit. But then if you don't want to do it, don't do it. No, absolutely. And I feel like any guy who is respectful, even if, because guys are guys, it's like, they're going to maybe, what I says the, <laughs> says the phrase I hate. Like, I'm like, boys, boys will be boys. Like, we cannot, <laughs> we cannot <laughs> control the way men's brains are wired. No, I need to take that. I need to retract my statement and say, boys will be boys. But I'm saying like, I could totally see still a good guy being like, please just stay the night. Like, yeah. And it's like, that doesn't make him a bad guy. But if you're very clear and you're like, I'm really uncomfortable with this, actually, he needs to respect that. Yeah. 100%. And if he doesn't, goodbye. Yeah. And sometimes he he might be saying that just for the excitement of talking about it. Like, oh my gosh, like what if you came and spent the night? It's like when you're dating, you know, yeah, things like yeah. that. Like we would always, at least me and Nick, we always talk about like when we're married. Oh my gosh. Like yes. you just talk about that stuff because it's exciting and fun. So um, I don't think you would hurt his feelings. No. And if he tries to say you're hurting his feelings by not like sleeping in the same bed as him or like sleeping over at his house. That's where I'm going to have an manipulative. issue. manipulative. That's where I'm going to have an issue. That's not hurting his feelings. No, it's not. You should never feel bad about hurting a guy's feelings when you're uncomfortable with something. Yeah. And it again, takes two to tango. Totally. It's not all about him. No. And like I said, if he's a good guy he's totally going to understand and be like, hey, I totally respect that. You're right. Like, I don't, we don't need to do that if it makes yeah. you feel uncomfortable. Um, okay. JC and Chelsea, you two inspire me more than you could ever know. And I dream of the day I meet you, manifesting it now. I know the world is crazy for all of us right now, but this just feels like the icing on the cake. I accepted a teaching position at the school where I student taught, which I'm so thankful for, but I just found out that it's going to be online for most likely the entire semester, if not longer. And it's so hard for me to think about the ways it will affect me this next year. Instead of spending my first year as a teacher, learning how to navigate my classroom and be abroad, the school is in Kuwait. I'm going to be living with my family at home and teaching in the basement in the middle of the night since it's a different time zone. Any Yikes. thoughts on how I can handle this change a little more gracefully? Feel free to follow my journey on Insta. 
wait, am I supposed to give this out to people? I think so. Lydia Sheneman, S-H-E-N-E-M-A-N. Love you ladies more than you know. That is so hard. Like as I read this, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is really hard to give advice on because there is nothing worse than just your plans completely turning upside down. And you're just like, okay, this was especially something so exciting like that. Yeah. So I was just talking to Leif and Chelsea talks a lot about expectations and how like, it's just not good to have honestly any expectations because you'll be disappointed a lot of the time. And I think it's so hard for all of us. Like you said, during this time, no one expected this. So it's like, there's so many things that I expected to do this summer, this year that are no longer happening. And it's like a hard pill to swallow. Sometimes I don't have anything this extreme, but I think if you can just kind of accept your reality for what it is, Mm -hmm. that's the key. And I know that's not probably the answer you want, but it's like, okay, for the foreseeable future, for the next year, I committed to doing this. And like, this is not ideal. But if you don't have expectations of like, this is what it was supposed to be. And you're always thinking about what it was supposed to be and what it could have been. You're just going to be upset all the time. Yeah. When you're obsessing again about like what you can't control in any situation, it's going to bring you misery. Yeah. A lot of misery. You're going to be anxious, depressed, whatever, like negative emotions kind of come from that. And again, I think literally the two main tools for success in these situations is again, like accepting what it is and what you can control. And I know people say like, you just got to make the best of it, but it's kind of like the more, the older I get, the more I realize like, that's literally your only choice is like when you're presented with something, it's like, you can either obsess about what what could have been and what you can't control, or you can just make the best of what you have and romanticize it. Totally. And then it's great. And I think also you could carve out your own path, maybe start a side hustle or start something else that you are passionate about. I don't know exactly like the commitment level you have to the school and how long it's going to be and everything like that. But I feel like maybe you could start working on something on the side that you're passionate about and maybe go in a different direction with your career because- I, my biggest thing that I'm passionate about is f- helping people find what they love. And like, I don't know, it, it, like I said, you do get to control your reality. And sometimes we're just not in ideal situations. We have to suck it up for a little bit and sacrifice. But a lot of times we can kind of get out of the situation we're in if we think of creative ways to, you know, maybe you go to school for something. I don't know. I'm not yeah. saying like change your whole career path, but it's like sometimes you do just have to get creative and roll with the punches. Definitely. And I think when you do accept your situation and you start to focus on what you can control, that intuition of, and like those ideas will come to you and you'll be so, you'll have so much more clarity for what to do and like new ideas, like JC was saying, like carving out your own way or like doing your own side hustle or whatever else it is. You'll have a lot more clarity on, you know, deciding what to do. That's also going to keep you more excited and keep you a little bit more passionate than like if you literally are just up in the basement every night, like doing this job that you're like, I'm not happy even doing this. Yeah. It's like, you got to find something that you love to do. Totally. Okay. This Whether is the last one or as a full-time thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm like, can you stop talking? <laughs> I'm like, anyway, more business advice. Um, okay. This is the last one. Hello, ladies. I absolutely love your podcast and I can't get enough of it. Good. I could use some advice. My brother, who I am very close with, started dating a girl recently. She met the family and barely said anything to us. She also has gone really angry before at 
at me about things that most people would not care about at all. She's not making him a better person and I can tell. They're getting serious and she just seems really fake. Help, how do I deal with this? Okay, <gasps> I picked this one because this is one of the most frustrating situations ever. Worst thing in the world. Something that you can't control at all and it's very frustrating. But you just want to like shake the person and be like, um, this who person dating is not, a nightmare. Yeah, you're not, it's not right. So what, JC, what's your advice for that? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, here's the thing. My mom has always told me, first of all, all, it's like Chelsea has said, just barely said, there's nothing more frustrating than when someone's in a relationship and you're just like, this is not it. And it's like, you can tell from the outside, especially if you really know this person well and like love them. And you're just like, no, like Mm -hmm. this does not feel right. It's not that you know someone's life better than them, but it's like sometimes you just get a vibe that you're like, I really am not liking this situation. Some advice my mom has always given me about the person that I'm going to end up with and, you know, when I was dating was take the person that you're dating around the people that you love and respect the most and ask them for their opinion on them. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be honest with you. The people that you love and respect, it's like if I was dating someone who was toxic and manipulative. And I went to my parents and you, I almost said went to Leif with it, literally <laughs> when I'm married to him. But you In know, hypothetical. Yeah. And I said like, what do you guys think? <laughs> I'm still laughing. <laughs> like, I asked Leif, what do you think about my new man? No, but it's like, you would be like, I don't like him. Yeah. You would tell me the honest truth. You'd be like, I don't know. He doesn't seem like he's making you better. Like, yeah, it's concerning. And I know that's really hard for the person in question to do, but it's like, if you really love your brother and they're getting really serious and you feel like it's kind of a disaster waiting to happen, I would urge you to kind of say that to him. Be like, have you asked anyone their opinion of her? Like, if so, what did they say? Like, you haven't asked my opinion. In my um, experience, a lot of people that are in these relationships that aren't great or that they're not super happy or the family doesn't like the person, they don't ask people's opinion because they know it. Yeah. Because they know that their answer is not going to be good, which I feel like is even more concerning. It's yeah. like, well, also uh, what something going off of what you just said, like usually these people that are in these situations, they don't think they deserve any better and they don't think they could get any better. So right. that's why they're even in it in the first place. So something that Chalet um, talked about in one of our past episodes, which is some of the best advice I've literally ever heard is building that person up because it's hard to navigate sometimes, especially when when it's like someone's so close. You don't want to like ruin the relationship by pushing them away because then they're not going to talk to you about their relationship anymore. If you're just like, he sucks, he sucks. Or, you know, in this situation, she's so fake, like she's so annoying. Right. And they're not going to want to talk to you about them anymore. And then that might kind of make you grow apart or that might make them, you know, kind of hold back from talking or seeing you or hanging out with you because it'll be awkward for them. Mm -hmm. So... A great thing to do no matter what, after you, you know, are honest about what you think about them the first time, you don't have to keep ragging on it. It's like once they know, they know. Right. Just building them up and like trying to get them to understand like how amazing they are, then that's the only way that they're going to get out of those relationships. Because I've definitely had the same situation where it's like one of my brothers was dating this girl and literally right off the bat, I was like, I think she's annoying. Like, I do not like her. And he was like, actually really liked her. And I was like, okay, like what the heck? Turned out my intuition was correct. (laughs) And he ended up marrying an angel. Oh, um, he ended up marrying her. I'm like, sorry. (laughs) Like she was correct. She's a nightmare. (laughs) No, no. I, and then the girl that he ended up marrying, I met her right away and I was like, I love her. Like she's perfect. And 
so again, they usually know the people around you usually know, but there's no way to like tell somebody that. So the only, really the only thing you can do again, only thing in your control besides being honest with them is building them up. Yeah. Telling your brother, like you are so like great and honest and this and that. And mm-hmm. like, you deserve someone who makes you so happy. Yeah. Like I, also to anyone who's listening, who's like, oh, I don't know if I'm in the best relationship. It's like, I'm not saying relationships don't come with struggles because they obviously do, but if the person you're dating makes you cry more than they make you happy or they just don't make you feel good, you're not in a healthy relationship. No. no. And please let me tell you that you deserve so much more. Like we all deserve it literally nothing makes me more sick to my stomach than watching people, especially someone that I love or people that I know, just settling for some someone who literally does not treat them well at all and just marrying that person. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. You just like, again, every relationship is going to have a struggle. Like you're always going to have arguments and dumb things. Me and Leif literally been fighting all day today. But it's like (laughs) at the end of the day, like (laughs) please pick someone who makes you feel loved and safe. Like that is all we can ask for. You merit what the main thing you should be looking for is kindness. Yes. 100%. I saw this, there was this, um, Netflix comedy special. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't remember who it was. I think her name's Taylor, but she was basically saying like in a relationship, the bare minimum that they can do is not cheat on you. So it's like, okay, within this relationship, basically the number one rule (laughs) is just to be loyal to me. You can't even do that. It's like, how can you have a relationship with me? Like, how can you, she was like making a joke about it. Like, uh, okay, congratulations. You haven't cheated on me. That's the very least, like that's right. If that's our, if that's our rubric that we're using, then yeah, again. So if they're not treating you like you should be treated and how you should be, again, however you treat yourself and talk to yourself is probably how you will let other people talk to you. Mm -hmm. So once you start to talk to yourself better and be kinder to yourself, you'll start to expect that from other people. Yeah. You'll start to be more confident. And it's like the older I've gotten, because, um, I have been in a relationship that was extremely toxic and I will talk about that in depth more one day, but I feel like the older I get, it's like, I just want to shake my former self. Like, because literally if I was treated that way now, I'd be like, excuse me. Like I would literally have zero tolerance for it. But when you are in a space where you are insecure, you don't feel like you deserve that person in the first place. And then on top of it, they emotionally manipulate you. (laughs) So fun. You you just continually go lower and lower and think you deserve less and less. And they just manipulate you further and further. And it's, such a nightmare. Yeah. So there's nothing, literally, like I said, there's nothing more painful to me than, than watching, watching that happen in real life. Yeah. It's it's like watching a train wreck. Yeah. It's so sad. Train wreck? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting phrase. Yeah, trains still exist. Okay. Um, so pick yourself a good one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> pick yourself up. Pick yourself up. Off you the deserve pavement. the world. <laughs> um Okay, well, that's going to be it for today's advice column. This was fun. I'm excited to do this on yes. the last Friday of every month. So make sure to send in your suggestions or your um, things that you need advice on. Send them into our podcast email. That's on our, you know what? On our podcast Instagram. It's at what we said podcast. We have a little link tree. What a great invention link tree oh, is. We love link tree. I just set up one. Well, Leif just set one up for my personal page. Don't you know. never had one? No. What it's the? so nice. I'm yeah. like, wait, this is so convenient. So on our link tree on our What We Said podcast thing, you can find all the different stuff. You can find our merch. 
You can follow our TikToks. You can follow our TikToks. There's lots of stuff. What was the whole point? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you can see how to email us. So there's a direct link to email us on our um, Instagram. So follow our Instagram if you want to, you know, have, have some fun and see some fun summer content. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you guys. Hope you have an amazing weekend. And that's, that's what, what we said. said. Goodbye. Goodbye.